Welcome to another episode of OTXNT, which stands for Old Testament, Christ, New Testament. Two men, two degrees, Old Testament and New Testament. Listen to Dr. Andrew Marquez and Dr. Benjamin Pate begin a discussion on topics that you and I should probably be thinking about from a Baptist perspective. Hang in there. It's going to be all right. This stuff is good. Hit that like button. Check us out on YouTube. Hey, what's I'm on. going on? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. It is another <laughs> OTXNT day. For those of you who are just tuning in, and maybe some of you don't know, you've probably listened and you don't understand what the letters atakrizent means. Uh, it's uh, OT, Old Testament, X, Christ, New Testament. So just wanted to clarify some of that. Old Testament, Christ, New Testament. So uh, we're back at it, man. We're in the we're in the thick of things. Um, time to start another discussion. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, I, I thought what we might look at is um, who we allow to kind of um, serve as our, our our wisdom and our, our guides in today's culture. And a lot of times we look to non-Christians who share our political point of view, uh, maybe some of our conservative points of view, and uh, they're helpful. But every now and then you, you have to be reminded that you're not getting Christian advice from some of these individuals. And, and the Christian needs to be really careful that we don't uh, fall into letting some of these authorities in our political sector or just psychological worldview uh, overstep our understanding of, of biblical authority. Hmm. And uh, a recent thing with Dennis Prager and Jordan Peterson, I think, is illustrative of this. So uh, anyway, I might have muddled it more than I should have, but that, that's kind of what I thought we might look at today. What do you think? Let's do it then. So let's uh, get started. And then you, you Andrew, you're the one who kind of brought this to my attention. So I'd love for you to set this thing up today for us. And yep. uh, just kind of walk us through and we'll just talk about it. All right. Well, let's pray. Let's jump in the Lord's Prayer. And this is kind of a little bit off the cuff, so we'll need God's help yeah. <laughs> to address it well. But uh, join me, if you will. Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so uh, I was I was driving. I, I made a turnaround trip to Phoenix, and I've got my own podcast that I, I listen to. And someone brought up the issue that recently Dennis Prager was on uh, with Jordan Peterson uh, on, on, I think, Jordan Peterson's podcast or show. And they were discussing some different things. And one of the things that came up was um, uh, use of explicit images or, or pornography and whether or not that was a sin. And I know a lot of people in my mm -hmm. own church will look at uh, Dennis Prager as kind of a guru. Uh, he's entertaining. He's got good common sense. I know a lot of people, Jordan Peterson as well, uh, just the, the way he's standing on certain things is really encouraging to a lot of my young men in the church. At the same time, neither of these men are professed believers. And so uh, the issue that came up was that uh, Jordan Peterson, sorry, uh, Dennis Prager gave a response to Jordan Peterson, basically saying that there is no Jewish law in the Old Testament that forbids lust hmm. and that uh, lust um, might be useful. You know, So uh, if you're tempted to, to cheat on your wife and you could engage in looking at uh, images instead of going and cheating on your wife, maybe that's a good substitute. And, and so kind of in his uh, <clears throat> very pragmatic uh, approach to life, 
he provided a justification for looking at uh, images that, of course, for Christians uh, is is forbidden. And it was a great explanation of he's rejecting Matthew 5, 27, 28 of Christ. Which is for those of us who <clears throat> not saying it for those of us, I mean, you and I know we've talked about this, yeah. but if somebody doesn't know, right, what are we? Uh, what? Let, let me just read the passage. Yeah. So you understand Jesus says in Matthew 5, he says, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stump to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. For it's better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Then he goes and says the same thing about the hand. So that's the passage that, yeah, fundamentally is just thrown out. Yeah. So again, he he's Jewish. Uh, Dennis Prager's done uh, his own commentaries on the Pentateuch. And I've got people in my church that have told me they're reading through it and it's really insightful. And he does bring good insight, but his insight is incomplete from a Christian perspective because he's denying Christ. And Christ basically said the Pentateuch points to me, Moses pointed to me, uh, Abraham knew me. So, so we have this uh, really fundamental divide that Dennis Prager has denied Jesus as the Messiah. And as such, when he's giving advice on morality, the Christian needs to be really careful that we don't allow uh, someone who it might be really helpful on political issues or, or other issues to be our guide on uh, issues of morality. And we should always kind of have a little bit of um, uh, care when we're, we're dealing with non-Christians uh, who share our views on a lot of things that, that we don't just follow them blindly. Uh, and this is a really dangerous uh, aspect here because... Uh, a lot of young men struggle with this. And of course, everybody's got a, a phone in today's culture, which means you have access to every uh, despicable image in the world uh, if you are, are willing to do a little searching. And so uh, there's tremendous temptation out there and Christians are always working to try and uh, pursue holiness. But when you have somebody who's giving advice that you generally like, and then he basically says, Jesus is wrong. <laughs> there's no uh, reason. In fact, this could be useful. Uh, it helps a maybe a young man who's struggling to to justify his sin rather than to mm. battle and fight against it. And, and so that's a concern that I have. And I, I just thought it would be helpful maybe to kind of work through that. We can work through the issue a little bit, um, but uh, I'll, I'll kick it your way. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would say uh, this is a temptation, I think, for a lot of us. I think just a general statement. I think um, most of us would do better to um, make sure that we take a note for how much that we are consuming outside of the word of God, uh, just as general input. I mean, look, if you look at, like I thought about this the other day, if I look at like how, what I listen to, what I'm, what I'm e taking into my heart, like I'll tell you, even the past couple of days, I've been so inundated with the news, some of the weird stuff that's saying, some of the actually, it kind of, I think deals with what we're talking about right now. Uh, but I started to notice like it's all political. It's all uh, news related. It's um, it's secular uh, in its content, and it's not it's not the word of God, you know. And and that was something that I'm kind of just beginning to think that yeah, there's a reason why uh, I, I'm you know maybe I'm in the mode that I am today is I've not been filling myself with uh, with the, the scriptures. I've been filling it with uh, with something else. So I think it's just a good. A good rule of thumb to begin with is to take note of what kind of content you consume. I don't think it's bad to listen to these guys. I think it's it's you know you you're in a drive, you listen to your stuff, you you watch your news. But but I, I think we also have to you know counteract that with 
am I also letting the Lord speak to me through uh, through His text, through His Word? Um, because I think more often than not, I'm letting uh, the guy, the entertaining guy behind the microphone, uh, the guy behind the news desk, uh, the guy with the cool YouTube channel, um, to be the guy who's getting more words in for me. And, uh, and that you better be careful and that, cause that stuff eventually wears on you, by the way, you know, when you, yeah. uh, you know, it gets very easy to begin to get out of whack when you don't let God and, and trusting in him and his word and his sovereignty come into play. And all you hear is, you know, the, the stuff that's going on in the world around you and people's thoughts on how this is playing out. Like it, there, there should be a pause to some of that and just say, I've got to get back to God and not to this stuff. And so I, I think that's just a rule of thumb across the board. Um, whether they're Christian or not, you know, you've got to get back into um, listening to the Lord. And, and I think that it's a good rule of thumb too, is as you listen to guys who even claim to be Christian, am I evaluating this with the word of God? Um, so yeah, so that's my initial thought too, is I found myself highly influenced in terms of emotions, in terms of my day, sometimes just because I have not spent, I've not spent enough time with the Lord. I've spent enough time with, uh, with the, the radio personality. Oh, I think, I think that's powerful because, you know, uh, a few years ago I did the keto diet and it worked really well for me. I'm, I'm a big advocate of that. If you need to lose some weight, um, it comes back pretty quick once you get off of it, but it's a good way to get, get down to a certain level. But, uh, I was amazed at how I was struggling through it. I was kind of going solo. I didn't have anyone in the house doing it with me. And, uh, but every night I was on YouTube listening to a few key people that were instructing me and helping me understand how carbs are done in the body. And and I, if, by filling myself with that, it empowered me to keep going on the diet. And I was kind of blown away as an adult at how helpful that was to purposely fill myself with this group. Now, some of you might be keto haters and, and whatever, but I'm just saying as an adult, I realized how influenceable I was. Mm-hmm even, even in my thirties, you know, so, and now I've started the forties, but, but, you know, those are the kind of things it's like, uh, well, how influenceable am I? Uh, the world knows, you know, they're paying for these influencers online. And of course we're, we're trying to you know, even speak to some of that, but what are you filling yourself with? And, and if you haven't filled yourself with the word of God and you're growing in your faith and you're mixing and matching uh, voices, you know, some people heard Dennis Prager and they did not have a uh, radar go off saying alert, alert, this is, this is wrong. And if you have not really invested in the scripture and, and understand why it's wrong, you hear things like there's no Old Testament law that says there's anything wrong with this. Well, now I'm only trying to get around one or two verses in the New Testament. I can say, oh, this is um, this might be wrong, but in my context, it might be best uh, because uh, Dennis Prager says that um, men like variety and this lesser sin might keep me from a greater sin. And therefore, I guess I'm justified in engaging in this sin. Uh, that that's the deceit of the devil, right? Yeah. You know, just one bite, you know, you don't have to eat the whole fruit, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. And, and so again, um, you know, I, I think for well-formed Christians who've been in the word and discipled, they're going to see through this. Um, but a lot of Christians won't necessarily see through it. And those struggling with the sin in particular now have a powerful tool from a guy that a lot of Christians respect giving them license for sin. And, and that that's really, I think, very dangerous. And that's one of the reasons that we thought it's worth engaging. I will say this. I think I want to caution some people that, uh, especially when you listen to somebody like that, 
and he gives you his thoughts on what the Bible teaches, especially if you get a Jewish perspective on what the Old Testament teaches, you you should just pause and recognize um, that simply because it's a Jewish perspective, um, it does not equal as what the Old Testament perspective is. It is a Jewish understanding, and often it is chock filled with uh, chock full with the uh, with rabbinic tradition as the interpretive lens of what it is. So, like immediately, my thought would be, so what? If they, if he says none of those verses deal with that, let's just grant that, which I think he's wrong. Uh, but, but think about the whole point because one of the other things I saw in preparate, just looking briefly into this, is he talks about that you know that Judaism is not concerned with the interior of a person; it's the exterior, the actions. It's about do and you know not necessarily what the inside piece is. Uh, it's about you know making sure all the out that you you comply, that you do, that you follow, you obey. Um, which is so interesting because when you read the Torah, especially when you get to like places like Deuteronomy 30, it talks about how you'll never be able to do, and God would have to do a new work and provide a circumcise the heart, like a work is going to have to go. And then you get into the prophets that talk about the God's going to have to just do a whole new work and get a new heart and put the spirit with his own spirit within them. And so it's the failure of, of the individual, but it's, it comes back to that the heart matters, right? It matters of what's going on on the inside of that person, not just did they comply and just do the action or not do the action. Uh, and so, the, you know, even though you would say, oh, there are no laws for it, the, the, the narrative, the stories, the, 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 the reasons behind are, are huge on that the interior person. And you don't have to jump to the New Testament. You get that from a basic Old Testament theology as well. Well, and I, I think it, it might be helpful just to kind of expose this because, um, you know, maybe let's let's do what we do. Let's do some exegesis here um, and, and address his claims. I think that would be helpful. Uh, and we're, get, we're getting hit from two sides on this. So you're getting the authority of the Old Testament apart from the new uh, and authority, which I think it's not. So like you said, it, it's not there. Uh, and then on the other side, you have the psychological perspective of Jordan Peterson, who who kind of builds on what Prager says and says, we have something similar in in psychology where like you've got something going that maybe is uh, the lesser uh, evil, you, you know, um, I'm trying to remember the, the thing he uses. I don't want to misquote him, but from what I recall, it's kind of like you're engaged in something that's not great for you, but it's keeping you from doing something else. And so an example that would cross my mind is I had a family member one time pick up smoking because she was trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as a kid, I, I heard this. I'm like, that's insane. Well, you know, smoking's the, the cardinal sin because I grew up in the generation that if you smoked, it's the worst. Uh, but again, we know there's huge health issues related to to weight gain. And so it was like, I'm going to take on a, a vice to help me with a vice that's more dangerous at this time. And uh, psychologically, maybe that uh, is granted. But for the Christian, we're not called to compromise with our vices. You know, We're, we're called to holiness. And so, again, you, you, we got to be careful with where we're granting authority. And when you listen to psychologists or um, you, you listen to uh, theologians that are outside of our faith, uh, you, you can be deceived. Um, but one of the things I wanted to look at first, there's no commandment against uh, lust. And uh, Prager says that essentially covet in the Old Testament, in the, the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, is a reference to um, coveting to take. And so... Coveting in your interior thought life is not coveting as far as Dennis Prager is concerned, according to rabbinic commentary. Uh, 
<clears throat> now I, I stole some of this from uh, Timothy Gordon in his podcast, and he's kind of a, a, a legal expert in a, in to to a degree. <clears throat> and he was like, "Well, why would you have thou shalt not commit adultery, and thou shalt not steal, and then say thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife, and thou shalt not covet your neighbor's goods?" Yeah, that's going to be my next so, thought here too. Is what's the purpose of that? If you're not yeah. going to try to take her, so it's, it's the eight, it's the eight commandments, right? You know, we got it, but God had to get redundant on the last two. Um, I think it's special pleading to say, oh, that, that that's not what it really means, and that's kind of what Jesus is getting at with the rabbinic approaches, even of his day. You know, you you guys are trying to parse this out in such a way that it it it, it means so precisely something, so that it doesn't have to apply to my interior life, and so. Can I divorce for any reason? Well, Moses said I could get divorced. And, and Jesus is saying, look, God's looking at the heart. God's looking at the way he established it. You know, uh, I, I don't buy what he said. And we have other examples. Job 31.1 was a verse I memorized uh, in order trying to get my own thought life under control in college. And I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look upon a virgin, uh, upon a maid, uh, new international version, uh, look lustfully upon a girl. Uh, why is uh, Job saying that this is something I'm striving to? Um if there's no law forbidding it, you know, if it was just a free for all, enjoy um, entertaining any yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts about women in your mind. Uh, it, it seems kind of crazy to me that that Prager would go this direction, except again, uh, what Christ says that uh, we're trying to justify our actions. And uh, unfortunately, for those that are trying to justify your actions, Jesus gives you no no ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he says, God's looking at your heart. Hatred in your heart matters. Okay. Thou shalt not murder. Um, that he's extending even that idea, uh, yeah. letting hatred, uh, right in your heart. Uh, any other exegetical ideas on, on how to kind of. Yeah. I mean, I just, you just do a basic word search to that. And like the next one, here's <laughs> one for you. Uh, this comes from Proverbs six. And, you know, if you look at the first, the first few chapters of Proverbs, it's talking about, you know, uh, don't go down the road with Lady Folly, go towards Lady Wisdom, but listen how that word covet is used, right? Um, and it says, beginning 6, verse 23, for the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light and its reproofs are for discipline are the way of life to keep you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your heart, nor let her capture you with her eyelids. For on account of a harlot, one is reduced to a loaf of bread, and an adulteress hunts for the precious life. Um, can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can a man walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is the one who goes in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her will not go unpunished. So, I mean, you think about that. It says, don't even, don't even pursue that in your mind, right? Let it yeah. go. Leave it alone. Um, and so I, I, I think that you can't, I mean, you see something like that and you just can't make the case that it's external it is in, unless your faith is external, right? Unless, uh, unless that's it, you know, that you have, um, it, it's all about the action as long as I haven't done it, which you rightfully say is what Jesus was against is it's not, it's not just the action God was concerned about even the heart as well. I mean, I heard this discussion too. What was it? Who was it that I heard? Um, was there an, it was an interview with, what was it? It was Ben Shapiro who was talking with somebody else. And Ben is a practicing Jew as well. 
Um, and, and once again, he affirms that Judaism is an external focused. It's about, it's, uh, I think what he, he says that it's, uh, you do, therefore you believe. And, uh, and that was his thing is these, you do all these things and that kind of creates your faith. You do. And he says, it's different, right? That the Christian is to say, yeah, that we believe these things and then we we try to live out what's on the inside and uh, but i think it's it's as we think about what he's showing though is once again this is a it's concerned about their action and not necessarily what the inside piece is and um so yeah i would i would say that but that's not what you see in the law right and i like i referenced in just a I referenced earlier um that uh, like Deuteronomy 30 verse six says, the Lord, your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants, and you will love him with all your heart and all your soul so that you will live. The Lord will put these curses on your enemies um, and who, uh, and uh, who hate and persecute you. Then you will again, obey him and follow his commands that I'm following that commanding you today. Uh, you know, I, you just think that, yeah, this is, God is concerned about the heart. He's concerned about what's going on because it's from what happens in there that then the external actually takes place and not just rigidly do these things, right? There needs to be something done to the heart. Uh, and, and it's the same thing uh, like in Deuteronomy, when he talks about when you get into the land, you're going to notice that, uh, you know, you've been given everything, but I, I want you to be sure that as you're looking out, he said, I think this is eight. Uh, and he says like, you know, you're going to look at, don't, don't just think, that I made this and I did this to myself, like it was the Lord. Don't forget him in your heart. So there's something to be said about, I can't, I must always make sure that what's going on here is right, because if it's not right here, then it's going to lead to something else later on. So that's kind of where I jumped yeah. to right there. Well, and again, I, I mean, the Proverbs verse in particular, that's like uh, done, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially because I've listened to prayer and a lot of it is about wisdom. Well, you just went to the wisdom text and it says starting this in the heart is going to end up leading to the action. And so you've got to kill it in, in the heart, in the thought life. And, and that's exactly where, where Jesus goes. And again, if you're going to pursue the blessed life, you're going to go beyond the straight legality to, uh, to the cause. Right. Yeah. And, and this is why the wisdom literature is so important. And of course, so much of it points to Jesus as well. Uh, the only other thought I had was going back to the garden, because one of the things Prager also says is that men want variety by nature. And so if he's counseling you know, a woman who's upset that her husband's looking at things uh, on the computer or on his phone, um, rather than get so upset about that, just be glad that he's remaining with you um, externally and that that might suffice a desire so that he doesn't go looking for that desire outside. But, you know, Jesus, or not, um, Jesus goes back to the Garden of Eden. Well, God created Adam and Eve. He didn't create Adam and Eve and, and variety for Adam to go pursue or think about. Uh, there was contentment between the two of them. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't buy that argument that because men have a preference for variety in our fallen state and in our lusts, that we should uh, give a, a, a green light or a free pass to that. No, those. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, you know, that, that, that idea. Now, I just thinking about what I said earlier about smoking and weight loss, uh, those in my mind, are both trying to overcome those things is, is a good uh, pursuit, but I wouldn't put those in the same uh, level as uh, engaging in a sin uh, such as, as lust uh, or adultery. Uh, so, you know, anybody out there who, who took it that way, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, the idea though, is that we, we don't necessarily begin a new 
uh, vice or sin in order to um, avoid a greater vice or sin. What, what we do is we, we yield, yield no ground. So if you've gained victory over uh, sin in your life, don't go back to it so that you can have victory over another. Uh, you know, let the victory breed victory. And so um, I think what Jordan Peterson there, it, it's pragmatic, but pragmatism is often the enemy of holiness. And we're, we're called to holiness as believers. Uh, so, so anyway. The, yeah. I mean, you know, here's another thing I think about, right, is like, you know, Jesus says in Matthew 6, you know, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So the light within you is darkness. How deep is that darkness? You, know, you think about the mat, you know, it does matter, you know, what, what, what we do with our eyes, right? It, it matters um, what we look at, what we think of, what we ponder, um, I, I I'll say this, you know, I think it's interesting in that the timely discussion of this video that uh, that you bring up that discussion, it, it is interesting that the other discussion that is starting to be had is um, is what is this what is this porn epidemic leading to, um, and and there is something I think that's worth looking into. Uh, I, I think there there is there's stuff out there that's showing that the there there is a especially with the with the pornography problem is that that leads to uh, obviously um, it's uh, things that are not being fulfilled um, and there's a hunger that's never going away and um, and you have to kind of up that over and over and over at some point and. Um, you know, and it gets very dangerous where some of that stuff leads to, and the kind of the kind of stuff that you get to. I mean, um, you know, you you don't have to listen, look far. And I don't want to be as uh, as open about some of the stuff that. So just to, for curiosity's sake, but they say some of the the things that leads towards with violence. Um, you know, here here's another one that you begin to say is there, and this is the I think the most recent stuff I've been hearing too, is you look at a lot of the stuff that like why are we in the mess that we're in now. Um, some, some are speculating too, um, that, uh, that on some of this pornography stuff, especially, uh, is that there's something that it's doing to the minds of people that's leading into why we have the, the transgenderism issue of today with the widespread porn, uh, that we had, how do you go, you know, and I, so let me talk about this for just a second, if you, if you don't mind, because let's talk about another, uh, popular person people so let's say you're not a political person you're a youtube person uh in families everybody wants to has been talking about the the mr beast news right of his sidekick so i don't know if you know about this do you know no, about this okay so no, i don't explain this one for you <clears throat> so uh if you're a youtube person you uh, your, your kids have probably uh definitely watched the show called mr beast he's the most popular youtube personality on the planet um <laughs> and uh and here's something. So it's a set of guys. They do pranks. They do fun stuff. You know, but he's made news. I think. Uh, I think one of the news, if you've if you've heard his name at all, is probably from the news story that sparked a lot of backlash, which was he gave away uh, a bunch of uh, he, he helped a bunch of people with eye issues see again, uh, and like just funded a bunch of like surgeries to go from blind people, you know, from blindness to now seeing. And there was a lot of speculation, like oh, he's just showing his charity off, or he just, or you know, he's uh, he's you know uh, an ableist, right? That he you know that he, they they should have been fine without. Why do they need to see? 
again, that kind of thing. And that was sort of the splash of the news. Here's the issue. There's a guy on his show, um, and uh, and he, he's been with him for years. But uh, more recently, people have noticed his transition, that he's a normal-looking dude to now he's dressed in tight women's clothing and long hair, and he has left his wife, and he is in uh, hormone therapy, and he is becoming a woman now. And people have noticed, too, if you look back at his old stuff on Twitter, uh, he seemed to make fun of all this stuff. But how do you get there? You go back into some of his comments and some of the things that you're finding as well is that, you know what, there was some uh, interesting pornography kind of obsessions that it seemed like this guy had. Uh, some of that was not just regular. Let's wait into this. He's into the the drawing stuff, the anime stuff uh, of uh, the, the pornographic part of that. And that's a whole nother thing. Like, yeah, even drawings can be, uh, you know, uh, some of that. Uh, but. In all this discussion that's been developed around this, one thing that's common people are talking about is there is a there is a pornographic piece that's involved with this. Um, I was listening to uh, I was listening to Michael Knowles about this too, and uh, and so here we are. We're talking about guys that we feed, you know. But this was an interesting <laughs> thing that he said that you you looked at uh, some of the studies that there's certain uh, pornography too that they have done and they've they've seen studies of people who um what it has done is it has placed into their mind uh that they couldn't get it out that they've gone through it and now it puts them that they want to be the woman they want to be like so there's a lot of this stuff yeah. that man it's screwing people's heads up and uh, and so i don't think people quite understand you think it's just an isolated thing uh but it, it is it is it is messing with people's minds and i think the deeper you go into this uh you don't just stop with one thing right there's there's a reason why it's not just about playboy magazines anymore there's a reason why it gets deeper yeah. and darker um because it's an appetite that cannot be uh filled Anyways, there you go. That's just something. Well, and again, I think some of it too is, you know, there are certain things and we, we have to do this at some point in time, avenues for demonic possession. Uh, I believe this is one. You're, you're working yourself into a frenzy. You're, you're setting your uh, conscience on the side and you're opening your, your eyes up to evil. You know, um, it, it, in my mind, it, it seems like a way of inviting demonic influence into your life. And that's why it has to get more and more disordered. And it's never satisfied. And then just, you know, so we have some guys on here. Um, you engage in that and you're you're basically uh, forfeiting your calling as a man. You, you are actually taking the easy route. It, it's going to destroy your dopamine. It, it's going to put you out of whack. And what what, what everybody has kind of jokes about this for generations, uh, about how people that are engaged in this, they have poor lives. And you go back to Revelation chapter two, it talks about um, Balak, or Balaam who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin, so they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed uh, sexual immorality. That this this was the strategy of Balaam to weaken the Israelites yeah, for by sure. uh, exposing them to uh, sexual perversion uh, and and immorality and easy uh, gratification. That kind of thing it, it kind of castrates you as a man. And so if you want to be the leader God's called you to, you've got to find victory over this sin. It uh, it is something that the devil has used to emasculate America and uh, other parts of the world. And, and so uh, what I don't like is guys like Jordan Peterson, who seems to be promoting, you know, uh, the masculine and, and all of that, uh, not recognizing that even in the Old Testament, the answer to weaken Israel was to um, weaken 
the men's commitment and pursuit of their own wives. And so that kind of thing is, is dangerous. And if we want to see Christian men rise up and lead our nation and our world towards God, we, we've got to sever uh, the influence of this in, in men. And so that's, that's another reason why guys that I would normally like, like Prager and, and Peterson, they're missing the boat on this. <clears throat> and I, I'm not going to say it's because of their own perversion or their, their, their own issue with it. Uh, often, though, we do tend to justify the thing that we struggle with. So perhaps there's something there, perhaps not. Uh, mm. It's deceitful for anyone who's seeing that to, to say, oh, I can make a compromise with this. Israel failed when they made a compromise with similar things, and it did lead to physical acts as well. But uh, this is a very dangerous thing. I think it's demonic. I think it, it does lead into what you're talking about because the perversion needs to be compounded. And you get to a point where you can't go further than where we're at. And we were at the leading edge of it today, right? Like you said, um, uh, transgenderism and and all those types of things. And one of the scary things, as long as we're kind of going this direction, is how important it is for certain groups to have that uh, those images in books in libraries for children. Mm. Uh, we're trying to get children engaged in this to get those curiosity muscles going early and to sexualize them early because that the movement, the only place left to go is pedophilia. Let's just be honest. That That's the plus. If you want to know what the plus is, it's pedophilia. And uh, it, 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 that there's one other thing and I, I, we don't have to go there, but, but that's the direction of this. We're trying to do it younger and younger. It's like that one guy that's um, saying, I identify as a young girl. He's not just identifying as a woman. He's identifying as a girl. There's something even more twisted than, than what people realize in in the perversion. So so anyway, <laughs> um, we we kind of went down that the path there. Well, but let me say related. this: here's a real question that's going to have to be answered. Let's let's here's another timely one. I feel like today's a rambling of all bits and pieces <laughs> from the news, but it all fits together. It's like that uh, conspiracy theory board. All the strings have some. Here's another one. You just think about it. if you've been watching the news lately. You talk about the uh, the the progress that AI is making. Um, what about what about when uh, when and this is not that far down the road when uh, now, it, you know, you know, it, it's it's not a real person. It's a robot. Uh, what about uh, what about when people say, well, it's not uh, it's not I'm not actually looking at any women. This is all AI generated pornography or this is yeah. this is only, you know, I hate if you've got kids. I'm sorry. Uh, and you're listening to this. But, you know, what about what about sex with robots? Right. That's not. That's not it's not a real person. Technically, it's not cheating. You know, like, no, that crowd is. And and it matters that, uh, you know, but that's where you've got to answer this now, because, you know, there people will muddy the waters in the future and say, well, it's not it's it's for that. And it's just a robot. It's meant to help you. It's meant to just be around so you can. And so as long as you're with your family still and you haven't left them, you know, like, no, 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 no. Like this is uh, this is something we've got to be careful of. But the once again you get back to this if i stay listening to those guys and there's nothing wrong with listening to these guys right but if that stays where that is and i and i let that be what i'm going to build my morality on because these are guys that we all hold the same you know conservative you know political uh, opinion recognize that holding the same political opinions as you is not equal to holding the same moral 
principles. There's a huge difference between that. Uh, but but you have to look at that and say, okay, they've said that, but what does the Bible say? And you've got to get back to the words of Scripture. You've got to get back to what does Jesus say? That's right. what matters more than what does anybody else say. Jesus says, you know, one of the reasons why Jesus can say what he says, he says, because you've heard it said, but I say to you, he's the one who gave the law. He's the yep. one who, who created the law. And so he tells you what his original intentions were for, not what some interesting, you know, perspective is. So get to that. And some of this stuff will get cleared up very quickly. Don't let that muddy the water. Look what Jesus said, and then go from there. Um, anyways, it's some of that stuff. Yeah. Just, and, just... And, and to Jordan Peterson, the greatest psychologist of Jesus Christ, uh, Bounty, and and quit, quit playing with it. Give your life to Christ. Dennis Prager, the greatest rabbi of all time is Jesus Christ. Give your life to him. And, uh, and and let's redeem all aspects of your doctrine and your psychology in, in the one who created humankind and the mind and the one who created uh, the law itself. You know, that, that's what needs to happen. Um, no, yeah, you're spot on because this stuff is is coming. And uh, the thing that I, I thought, and this will be perfect where I'll end and, and I'll let you finish it out, but um, go watch the original Pinocchio. Uh, young men off to Pleasure Island and then turn into donkeys. Uh, you've had your fun. You acted like jack-o'-lanterns. Now go. <laughs> uh, such a powerful statement because we understood human will even back then. And it's such a great picture of what happens when we give into our pleasures and we give in and yield and yield. It, it converts us into uh, slaves. And, and those donkeys were taken and sold as slaves. Uh, Jesus came to set you free, not to do whatever your body entices you to do, uh, but free from uh, the the enticements of the lust, the world, and the devil, and so uh, that that's the kind of thing that I, I would say the old wisdom holds true, and it's grounded in Christian literature and Scripture. Uh, so um, read your Bibles. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give in. All right, let me let me say this. Yeah, you know, I, I let's just use the just to kind of round this off. Go back to that one argument saying that there's no there's no prohibitions against it in the in the uh, Torah. Um, yeah, but think about the next illustration. Jesus says, you've heard it say, do not murder. Uh, and then he says, but whoever, you know, hates his brother, whoever, uh, you know, calls your brother, you know, a, you fool. Uh, but, you know, recognize that part of that is not only is Jesus saying that it begins in the heart, but then you go think of some of the other stuff that the Torah talks about is loving your neighbor as yourself, right? Like there, there's a lot of stuff that is heart related that, yeah, sure, it's not part of certain command. You say, well, it's just not talking about murder there or anything like that. Like, like once again, you got to, I just want to make it very clear that God is very concerned with what the heart is and the actions as well. Both are important. Um, and uh, so much so as we read even in Jesus talking about, if your hand caused you to sin, cut it off, right? So you use it. You know, I've always wondered that. Why do you use eye? Why do you use hands? One is perceiving, you can't say you do anything. The other is actually do it. Both the hands and the heart, right? Both the hands and the mind have to be dealt with correctly. Uh, and so you do that. But I would just caution, you know, look, listen to the guys, enjoy the stuff. There's good stuff to be said. But what, where are you getting your real wisdom from? Evaluate it all by the scriptures. And and I will say this, I want to caution you as well to do this, because there will be some who will say, Yes, of course, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the Bible. I've, look what somebody said. Um, okay, but but really just evaluate it. Look at other other things are said. Before you go and enjoy whatever you want to do, and you think you have biblical precedent to do it, just do a little more just to make sure 
Don't just listen to the one voice because you found the answer that you want. Uh, And this is what you and I have talked about so many times, right? Because if you want to do this, if you want to make it say something, you can make it say something and you will find plenty of teachers. So maybe I'll finish with this thought, right? Is uh, as Paul is talking about, um, he says to Timothy in second Timothy, he says, um, that uh, man, why can't I read it here? Okay, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear, and they will turn away from hearing the ter- the truth and turn aside to myths. Uh, this is something I think we just have to be mindful of. If you want to hear somebody t- tell you something you want to hear, then you're going to find it. And uh, but what is the truth? The scriptures are the truth. Evaluate it. Look more into it. Don't just take the one teacher that you like and you think, good, I've made my decision. I like what he said. You want to make sure you're not a uh, an ear itcher, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. An ear itcher. Don't be an ear itcher. So anyways, that's all I got. It's been a good talk. Uh, now, you know, I, I think I'm finished. Yeah, well, um, I was thinking of First Thessalonians 4, you know, the will of God is your sanctification that you abstain from fornication that every one of you know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Uh, one of the things that, you know, with the eye in the hand, uh, rather than chop those off, why don't you sanctify them to the Lord and uh, the Holy Spirit has come into you and he is sanctifying you. So let him do that. And the other thing that I've actually found to be helpful is um, sanctify your phone. Any any vehicle by which you might bring in uh, sinful influences in your life, sanctify it. Sanctify your television, sanctify your phone, sanctify your computer. And commit it to the Lord that it will not be used for these purposes anymore. And, uh, you know, do stuff that might seem a little weird, you know, so, so that you can create uh, holiness and uh, cut the avenues uh, to the flesh. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is what I would like to hear, you know, Jordan Peterson and uh, Dennis Prager say. Um, but, you know, there's certain things where they just their, their teaching is incomplete or in error because yeah, they're they, missing it. Yeah, they, they don't have Christ. So, uh, all right. You want to close this out? <laughs> yeah. Let me say this too. If, uh, if you're looking for, if you're somebody who maybe part of this is you've talked about this and you have a pornography problem, uh, I would highly recommend, and I don't know about Andrew, what you recommend, but I, I really did like, uh, where we were at before I had a kind of a, a, a connection to covenant eyes and uh, covenant eyes will actually have like a, for a 30 day detox challenge. And the goal is that you see what it does for those 30 days and see what happens. And as they try to work and then eventually that you can, you can get their product for long-term if you want to help, but there's a lot of different places. I would recommend you just look up covenant eyes and do their, look into their detox. Um, You know, you you need to start with something. As Jesus says, you pluck out the eye, you cut off the hand, uh, you do the thing that you need to do to make sure that you take care of this um, and, uh, and go for it, you know, don't just uh, accept it. And as the world says, oh yeah, we're all flawed. We just accept it. You get yeah. that. You get that from the discussion you see of those who don't know the Lord. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there's, there are, there are places to reach out to that can help you with that. I would recommend covenant eyes. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I agree. All right, here we go. Uh, let's finish. May the Lord bless you, protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Hey, guys, thanks for watching. Do us a favor, if you will. It helps this channel. Do the the thumbs up. Subscribe uh, if you have not. Uh, and uh, we would love that. If you're on one listening to one of our audio podcasts, just subscribe. 
and like it as well. We'd love to get that from you uh, so we can continue to do this and have more reach. So appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next time. Also, Andrew, comment and tell us what you want us to talk about. Sometimes uh, Andrew and I come in there and it's just going to be stuff that are, you know we've been talking about recently, but we want to know what you want us to talk about too. And so we can go from there. So feel free to shoot us a comment. That's all I got, man. Sounds good. I think until we, next we time. Covered it. All right. All right. Later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.